Thank you for tuning in to the WAM Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Welcome. I'm Dr. Barbara Troutline, Principal and Chief Catalyst at Change Catalysts, and I partner with clients to manufacture change in this age of disruption across industries and around the globe. I'm thrilled to be a host for the WAM Podcast and to get the opportunity to interview exceptional women in STEM fields. Our conversations are mission critical to ensure all voices are heard and able to contribute to our workplaces and our world. And of course, our dialogue is of vital importance for women and girls and men and boys too to achieve success in life and work. Now I'd like to welcome Diana Peters. Diana serves as the executive director and founder of Symbol Training Institute, a post-secondary career and technical hands-on advanced manufacturing training facility in the Chicagoland area. Diana leads Symbol's initiatives to combat the skilled labor shortage by providing superior hands-on training and job placement through her institution. She also serves as the president of the Women in Manufacturing local chapter and founded Manufacturing Next, a nonprofit organization that recruits and advocates for women and youth to get involved in manufacturing. Diana and Symbol have gained national exposure by being featured in notable publications and media such as Crane Chicago Business, the Chicago Tribune, NPR, CNN, the Washington Post, and now the WAM podcast. So welcome, Diana. Thank you. Glad to be here. Excellent. Well, I'd love if you care to share with the audience anything about your background that wasn't covered in your bio that's valuable for us to know about your life and career thus far. Yeah. So it all started with actually my father. My father, he's my biggest inspiration. And since I can remember, he's had a tool and die shop. And he would take my brother and I to his machine shop on the weekend so he can run his jobs. And also that would give him a chance to spend time with us because he was really busy. He worked many, many long hours during the week. And this was his chance during the weekend to spend time with us. So that's how we got to know manufacturing. He would show us how to operate some machinery he had in the shops. And manufacturing became part of who I am today. It's in my blood. And I I grew up around it all since I can remember. And it really means a lot to me and my family because it's what put food on our table. Well, fantastic. Well, that's that's a wonderful origin story. That That's fantastic. So fast forwarding, what is the Symbol Training Institute? So we are a manufacturing training facility that evolved out of a tool and die shop that my father ran since 1985. And because of that, we know exactly what to do in terms of training individuals for our industry. We are pretty much building the skilled labor workforce up ourselves. We're employer-driven institute, and we have a very strong passion towards, you know, workforce development. So tell me about your program. How long is it? Any details that you care to share? Since this is, again, our audience, you know, pretty savvy in many things manufacturing and technology related. Yeah. So our program is kind of a fast track manufacturing program. It's two to four months in length. It meets either in the mornings, the evenings. It's made to be accessible for individuals who are currently working and they can come to training, like I said, in the morning or in the evenings or even on the weekends. And by the time our students complete the program, they are already 
working in the manufacturing field, we found them jobs in that field, or they have moved up in their current position in manufacturing. So our goal is to make sure that all of our students get into high-paying, high-demand jobs. Well, it's very exciting. So how did you go from walking the you know shop floor with your father and your brother and being on you know uh, running machines to this you know kind of visionary idea of creating this type of training institute? How did you know what was the spark for that and how did that evolve? That would be an interesting story, I think. Also, yeah. So back in you know I would say the mid '80s and '90s when my dad was running the tool and die shop, he was always hiring immigrants from the Eastern Bloc of Europe who were already coming here to the States with a formalized vocational training in the field. And over the years, that kind of dried up and Symbol couldn't find any locally grown talent, which perplexed us greatly. And that's what really helped us evolve Symbol Training Institute. Well, great. So it was really to fill your own labor gap. And now you do that for others in the Chicagoland area or beyond, or what's your kind of scope? We're in the Chicagoland area. We have a location in Skokie, Illinois. And then we also have a location in Addison, Illinois, which is DuPage County. So those are very heavily manufacturing heavy neighborhoods areas. So what kind of certifications or credentials do your students receive after they graduate? So a majority of our students will complete our classes and earn three National Institute of Metalworking Skills credentials that the acronym is NIMS, N-I-M-S. And these are wonderful industry recognized and portable credentials that really give our graduates a leg up in the job search and makes them more marketable. And they, and they stand out, especially when they go to interview. So from our hard work and efforts, Symbol is actually the number one ranked credentialing provider in the nation, and a quarter of all NIMS credentials earned in Illinois are from Symbol's graduates. So we are very, very proud of that. Yeah, rightfully so. So what kind of jobs are available for the students when they graduate? Yeah, our students have started working in various industries, could be healthcare, auto mechanics, aerospace, anything within the advanced manufacturing industry. That's where our students are placed. So where do they come from? How do they find out about Symbol and what kind of background or experiences or education do they typically have when they enter your courses? Yeah, so most of our students are career changers, I would say between the ages of 25 and 45 years old. And you do not need a college or even high school degree to enter this field. You just need a willingness to learn. We also get a lot of individuals who come from community-based organizations and unemployment offices. They go there to look for jobs, and then their case managers will refer them over to our program because we've worked with many of them, and they know our reputation and how we have a very high job placement rate. So we get a lot of our students that way as well. So any particular thoughts, again, since we're talking about women in manufacturing, any particular advice for women who might be considering a career transition or considering, you know, attending one of your programs or just looking for something different and perhaps a manufacturing field? Any thoughts or advice for women in particular that you've seen? Yeah, I would really say, you know, don't delay and start doing something, you know, be it switching careers or you know, learning about a new career path, especially in manufacturing, get out of your comfort zone. And there's so many different areas of manufacturing you can get into. So if you're not into standing in front of the machine and working with the heavy equipment, there's also quality control, which is inspecting the parts once they come out of the machine. And there you'll be working in a more lab type of environment 
it's a cleaner environment. You're mostly going to be sitting and doing the measuring. So there's so many different areas of manufacturing and lots and lots of opportunities. Yeah, that's great too. You know, we've heard that message from other people who have been interviewees on WAM as well, including, as you said, jobs that have different levels of physical requirements, you know, even in different levels of individual versus teamwork, for example, project management type jobs. So it's great to, you know, to kind of expand the scope and expand the mindset of what a manufacturing job could look like. Mm -hmm, exactly. And how about your own career? What are you most passionate about? You know, I'm passionate about getting more women involved in manufacturing. I started a non-for-profit called Manufacturing Next. And also my oldest daughter, who's eight right now, she's involved in Girl Scouts. And I've made it a point for her troop to come visit Symbol to see how a real machine shop looks. And it was eye-opening experience for the girls when they came. They were asking great questions. And they were not only interested in what the machines made, but why the parts were being made on these machines. And then where do they go next? So this just speaks volumes about getting more girls involved in STEAM or STEM, as they now call it, programs at an early age and making sure that there are enough opportunities and guidance and mentors to have them stick with it throughout their high school years. And I feel I'm in a unique position where I can help mentor women looking to start their careers in this field and also to educate younger girls about what opportunities there even are in manufacturing. And that's really what I'm very passionate about. Well, that's fantastic, especially since you learned at such a young age and it probably was second nature to you. There's so many girls and young women who I never stepped foot into an industrial environment until I was 25 years old. So that's fantastic to get them exposed at that early age and, and that they just demonstrated so much curiosity in terms of not just what they saw in front of them, but what comes next and how it's actually used. I mean, that's also very, you know, is where we say, you know, what's the why behind it, right? Exactly. So that's fantastic that they're already kind of systems thinkers at that young age. Yeah. I mean, young kids these days, the questions they ask and how intuitive they are, you could just see their passion. And we see it too often that that passion gets kind of drowned out as they get older. And then there are these gender roles that they see, you know, them fitting into and, you know, maybe math is not for, as strong for girls that it is, is for boys. And we just have to keep building up that passion for these young girls and give them mentors and guidance. Right. And overcome those stereotypes. Absolutely. Exactly. Right. So in addition to your experience as, you know, a manufacturing leader, you're also obviously an entrepreneur. So how about any advice for aspiring entrepreneurs that are in our audience? Yeah. Stick to your dreams and, you know, drown out all the noise. Don't let others dictate your actions. Really stick with your gut. A lot of what makes an entrepreneur successful is hard work and some good luck, but usually the hard work will create that good luck. And be okay with rejection. Rejection is what's going to help move you forward and make you successful. Yeah, fantastic advice. I heard the expression once that I love that rejection is God's protection. <laughs> That's a so, good one, right? Isn't yeah. it? Isn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Rolls off the tongue too, but it's so true, right? It can be trite to say that, uh, you know, one door closes, another one opens. But again, if, you know, every time you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And sometimes being told no can open up so much, you know, more enticing and valuable yes opportunities. So that's fantastic advice. So speaking yeah. of which, maybe rejection or just disappointment, what do you think the biggest career challenge you faced and, and what did it teach you? Well, starting Symbol Training Institute, you know, it was 
both the riskiest and wisest thing I've done. There's something to be said about being your own boss, but you have to put in the time and it's a lot of time and you have to deal with, as I mentioned, a lot of rejection along the way. So I think I grew a thicker skin and that definitely contributed to my success. Also, I was presented uh, with the opportunity to be co-head of Women in Manufacturing for Illinois, as you said in my bio, and that was a few years back. And through that organization, I've made some great friends and it built up my network of women who are in the same career as me. So that has opened doors, having this network. And, you know, I always say life is short and unpredictable, so it's best to jump at opportunities and not let them pass you by, even if you think it's a bit crazy. So, you know, no risk, no reward, right? Absolutely. And so it's great you have the network of the other women in your, you know, the win organization. And then also, you know, you're lifting as you climb, right, with everything you're doing to expose other women and girls to manufacturing and, you know, from such an early age, as well as when they're in their career transition. I was also going to ask you, in addition to the biggest single challenge you faced, what the smartest decision you ever made was, and, and perhaps it is starting up symbol, is it or, you know, other things that you would also point to? I think it was starting simple and there's so many, there were so many days that it was so hard and there was rejection coming at me and I really wanted to just quit and go back to doing what I was doing before. But, you know, just, I think because this is a family run business and it was my dad who inspired me, it was harder to say no and walk away from it. And I'm so, so glad I didn't. And getting into something like this, you don't always have the background knowledge and the information, but you can learn it on the fly and you can learn it throughout the years and with experience if you really want it. So hard work, you know, surpasses many times, you know, educational knowledge or, or whatnot. So I have women coming to me all the time asking, you know, well, I'm not very good in math or I don't know anything about manufacturing. And I always say, but do you want to get into it? Do you have a passion for this? And they say, yes, I want to do it. And I said, okay, that's what you need. And, the, and you know, that's what's going to help them move forward and be successful. Yeah, fantastic. And so I definitely seems like you get the opportunity to make a positive impact, both in terms of the lives of individuals, the students, men and women who go through your programs, as well as also the organizations that you serve that provide, you know, that then have a trained workforce that they can bring into their organization. Any particular success stories that you're proud of that really stands out, either you know, an organization, organizational leader that have really been, you know, impacted by the good work you've done or, you know, the individuals themselves that have gone through your programs. Yeah. I mean, we have so many amazing success stories and we highlight them all the time at our school. We have, you know, their pictures up on the walls. We put them on our website. But what stands out, I guess, for me, and it's an interesting story, is that we were working with a community-based organization and they were referring over clients to us. We're helping them get jobs. And then one of the counselors actually said, you know, I have a son. He's, I believe he was 18 or 19 at the time, still living in my basement. I kind of want to get him out of there. He's about to get married. They have a kid. I, I really want to set him up. Do you think this would be for him? So we said, let's try it out. And the kid was so eager. He was so willing to learn not only did he get a job before he completed the program, but for that, for Mother's Day that year, he bought his mom, who was the case manager, a new pair of shoes. And she emailed us and was so happy. And then we saw her and she called us and she said, those pairs of shoes that he bought her just means the world to him. And it has so much meaning. And it's all because, you know, of a new opportunity that he was given. 
Well, that's fantastic. That really is a moving story. That's wonderful. And, you know, and to your Mm -hmm. point, it just makes such a difference for the lives of the individuals. But then when you extrapolate that to look at their families and the community and, you know, how they inspire others, then I think, you know, a lot of times that, you know, again, I, you know, with two kids in high school now, I definitely see how sometimes people don't see career paths beyond the traditional going to college, right? And what are other options out there? And so you're definitely providing an option that, you know, is, is of course very needed for individuals and organizations and I think our society. So kudos to you. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Any other successes that you'd like to share? Or I know, like you've mentioned, you've received many accolades and awards. Anything else that you think would be, again, particularly inspiring for, you know, this audience of of women and men interested in, uh, you know, promoting women in manufacturing and, you know, the success of the manufacturing base in in the country? Yeah. Well, you know, it's just to show when we first started made Thimble Training Institute. We had a handful of women here and there throughout the few months. And then now every single class we have, we have females in there. We even have female instructors. I think that they're getting outside of their comfort zone. And also we're really working to eliminate barriers that women may face when it comes to not only getting into manufacturing, but getting into a training program to start training. So many women are responsible for childcare and difficult to get away during the day. So we have weekend classes when they can get help maybe from family to take care of their kids a little bit more. And we see a lot of them taking our all-day Saturday courses. And then once they find a job, then they can afford childcare permanently for their kid until they get to, you know, elementary school and then junior high and whatnot. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, looking at the whole person. Yeah, absolutely. So wonderful. So I know that we're definitely going to, you know, on the WAM website, post links to your website, to Symbol's website. Anything else you want to share about how people can learn more? You know, there'll be the website, but any additional information that you think would be kind of further study for people that you think would be of, of interest? Any additional resources or references? You know, what we actually have on our website, we have a portal for manufacturing companies who are looking to hire skilled workers. We have resumes that we post. So if a company is looking for skilled workers, which many of them are now, they could reach out to us, get a login password, and they could go ahead and and skim through all of the recent graduates from our program. And and, And that resource has been extremely helpful and valuable to many manufacturing companies. And that's what we're here for. We're here to help the manufacturing industry. Well, fantastic. Well, you shared so much great information with us, Diana. As we close today, what key message would you like to leave our audience with? And ask another way, maybe there's a challenge or call to action that you would pose to our listeners. Yeah, so I want to leave by saying that women, I feel, are a very untapped market. And there is so much potential for hiring women into manufacturing. A call to action, I would actually go further in saying that we need more individuals to know the benefits and to understand the opportunities that we have in manufacturing. We really need to reach out to the younger folks so that we have a good pipeline of skilled workers for the future. And that really starts with parents, educating the parents, educating them so that they know of what resources they can provide for their kids. Many kids are not going to be going to college and parents kind of are left stressed and with anxiety. What are we going to do? We need, we need to set up our child somehow. And this is an amazing industry 
that they can get into and be extremely, extremely successful and grow. Well, fantastic. That's a great call to action. And, you know, as a fellow parent, that's fantastic advice. So thank you very much, Diana. Any other closing comments you wish to share? No, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and I love what I do. Absolutely. Well, fantastic. As do I, because I get to interview (laughs) fabulous women in manufacturing like yourself. So thanks again for sharing your inspiring story and your tangible advice and taking the time to engage in this vital conversation with us today. And thanks everyone for listening. Please do check out our website and research more about Symbol and share the message and continue to engage in this conversation with us online and at WAM Twitter as well. Thank you so much all for now. Thank you for joining the WAM podcast where women empower other women in business and manufacturing. For more shows like this, go to whampodcast.com. That's whampodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.